Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Six seconds to go. Comes in to Tucker. Ewing sets a screen. The shot is off. Loose ball. Ewing goes up. The basket comes. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Trick and Roll. I'm your host, Schwinnie Poo, and this is episode 56. A very special 56. I don't know. It's not that special. But I am joined uh, by first-time guest of the pod. You can follow him on Twitter at Will double underscore NBA double underscore fan. His name, you might have guessed it, is Will. Uh, Will, how are you doing on this uh, Friday a Friday afternoon pod? How, how are you feeling? Well, you know, it's it's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. But you know, as as a basketball fan, there there have certainly been brighter times in in over over amongst the seven Brooklyn Nets fans. You know, yes. we've definitely had better days in recent years. But this is more what we're accustomed to is just a eternal darkness. <laughs> well, it just matches the jersey color, right? This is they're going exactly. Uh, the important right. thing is to keep it black and white. No fun. All boring. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk about the uh, the boring, somewhat uh, morbid Brooklyn Nets. But before we do that, I do have to make a few announcements. First being that Strickland has an Instagram. Check that out. That is at the Strickland on Instagram. We are posting all kinds of new content on there. Strickland also has a YouTube channel where you may be watching this, bar- this podcast. If you are not done so already, please hit like, subscribe to the channel, leave us a comment. That would be a huge help to us. The Strickland also has merchandise, which you can find on our website at www strict.land there's a link that'll take you to the merchandise store and you can find all kinds of cool stuff on there t-shirts sweatshirts hats coffee mugs water bottles you name it we've got it and the strickland has a patreon which you can subscribe to there are a number of different tiers there's a six star tier that gets you access to pod strickland's podcast that i host every friday not this one but it is a podcast that i host every friday with the press you also get access to takes from obvious bozos our newest podcast that is hosted by andrew Steele, aka doug along with zach bladder and you also get access to the Strickland Discord where the conversation never stops. There are further tiers. There's a $9 tier that gets you access to this podcast right here, Strick and Roll, by Solo Potter or Rant Rant with the next year more. You also get access to wonderful premium articles by Matthew Miranda, one of the best in the business. And now you also get access to Strictly NFL, which you may have guessed it. Yes, that is our NFL podcast that is hosted by Constantine Metricos. There are further tiers. There's a $15 tier, $30 tier, $50 tier, and $100 tier. Let's go with a variety of additional benefits. Let's some party recordings, merchandise discounts, and even potentially co-hosting a podcast alongside yours truly one day, whether you choose to subscribe or not, and it's going to be possible without you. And it's going to be possible without BetOnline. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, the game starts here, and we've got a new sponsor. It's got a great, we've got a great new sponsor. I love betting my friends and betting them on anything sports games, Who's fast? That's what Cut allows me to do. The Cut app is a peer-to-peer, and that is spelled K-U-T-T, by the way, is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40-plus states. Cut has customizable odds, tracking capabilities, 
and an entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards. All payments, no need for Venmo. So what could you bet on? I don't know. I could. Theoretically, I could have Will on this podcast, and we could bet on all kinds of cool things like, will the Brooklyn Nets lose another game this season by 50 points? I would venture to guess the odds are against that likelihood, but maybe you like the underdog. Maybe you're into that sort of thing. Well, if you are, this might be one way to do it. That's a pr- The promo code for that is BLEAVNIX, B-L-E-A-V, and then it is NYX. That is correct. It's very intuitive. That will give you a 10% welcome deposit bonus. Don't forget that promo code. Again, Believe Nix, B-L-E-A-V, Nix. Put your money where your mouth is. All right. Enough of the corporate shenanigans. Let's get down to business. Uh, we are here to talk okay. about the Nets, a team near and dear uh, to, to Will's heart. Um, they just fired Jacques Vaughn. Uh, was, it, was it the day after the All-Star game? Yeah, I think it was the next morning, and yeah. uh, it was it was really funny because I we kept I was making a, a lot of jokes that you know the Nets you can you know all, all the juice is gone because all all, all all the NBA podcast it was like the fifth most important story because the top four were all just like the NBA All Star Game is the most How evil thing that it? has ever happened <laughs> in all of humanity. This is the worst thing ever. It was so serious back in the day, and yeah, uh, yeah just uh, and you know it. Now they have Kevin Ollie, I guess. Who? Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm not really a, a overtime elite guy, so you know I, I know he ran UConn into the ground. Yeah. I, I know Na- that, but but national champion Kevin Ollie did win a championship. Uh, look, I the Jack Vaughn thing. Um, I, I don't really know what to make of him as a coach. I don't think he was particularly great. I don't think he's the worst coach of all time. I am fine with firing him if it seemed like the team. Yeah. Had, been pretty checked out on him um but to like go i mean his entire time with the nets is so weird because he like he's the interim after they fire kenny atkins and he coached him in the bubble um yeah and he i was like, impressed that yeah I, the most impressed i was with him as a coach was that because this is like super niche and nobody really uh but the nets like entire team got covid and this was like still like august 2020 when like getting covid was still like you know like it wasn't just like sit out for two. Basically, like their entire team uh, didn't go to the bubble. They had to like sign like eight new players, and I think they played eight seeding games or something. Like it was basically the, to close out the regular season. And people were legitimately saying that they were going to go zero and eight. And like I was like, if they go two and six, I'd be like amazed. And I think they went five and three, and they lost like multiple close games. I remember they beat the Bucks as an eighteen point underdog, and that was like the biggest spread uh, outright underdog win, and like. A lot of years in any regular season game. I think their leading scorer was uh, Timothy Luabu Cabarro, and they wow. beat Giannis in the Bucks. <laughs> that <laughs> but, is a blast from the past. Um, yeah. So, the, uh, yeah. But yeah, then obviously, most famously, uh, they they we're only like what's really funny about him getting fired is we're like roughly thirteen months removed from him being the betting coach of the year favorite because mm. when they were like, yeah, I think yeah. they started something like. 21 and six under him people were like he was getting like a lot of coach of the year buzz after the start they had had and like all the just well the, and, uh, they, yeah they, here we are they, yeah they I, were, i'm with you i think he's fine yeah. i don't feel they, really strong they, they had like a pretty wild run last year when katie and Kyrie weren't they, weren't they like 15 and one or something at one point yeah it was 18 and two was the yeah, peak stretch it was it was kind of mickey mouse like if you if you go through like they beat a lot of bad teams by like four points 
eighteen and two is good though. But eighteen and two is eighteen and two. Like you yeah, can't. Like you, it's very impressive. But yeah, to to kind of bring it back to the current day. So look, this season is what it is. Um, I, I just I don't I don't know what to like really make of him. And I like I I I tend I tend to believe this. Like once a locker room has checked out on a coach, it's kind of like time to go. Um, and it doesn't matter if the guy's a genius. Doesn't matter if he's the dumbest person ever. Like buy-in is honestly the most basic and important component of coaching more than anything else. And so once that goes, it goes. And I mean, is it fair to say that like the moment it totally went for him was that second half of that? What was it? The Bucks game? Yeah, everyone brings up that Bucks game. Um. For a while, I was like kind of pushing back on that, but the more I, because they went, they had a West Coast trip that opened in Phoenix, and right. they they won that game, and that was like you know like Bridges and Johnson got the big ovation from the crowd, and uh, that was like one of the, that was you know it's probably the high watermark of the net season. Well, you guys uh, won the trade that 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 night. exactly, uh, but then they <laughs> then they lost the rest of that road trip. They went they lost four in a row, and um, they play, and then then it was a back a home and home with the Pistons, both of which were struggles. And I was like, okay, even though they won both of these, something is no longer, something that was right is no longer right. Well, they had that, they had that terrible. I mean, look, they, they actually smoked the Lakers. I mean, that game was crazy. I don't yeah. Know that was way after around. the thing, yeah. everything had gone to the shitter, but yeah. uh, that was just like a shooting variance game. That was that. And then, but then they had that horrible, I mean, that end of that Clippers game. The Clipper the meltdown was rough. Yeah. That, that's like honest. Like I know, I know last night because we so we played the Sixers last. The Knicks played the Knicks, Sixers last night. We're up twenty six. The lead got cut to like six at one yeah. point, and Breen just kept playing. Like the biggest blow to lead this year is twenty six by the Blazers. I was like, stop, stop doing this. Stop like trying to will it into existence, please. Yeah. Um, but but I like in my head, I'm like, that, okay, one, it's the Blazers. That doesn't count. That's like that. It doesn't. Yeah, count. and it, yeah, it was Blazers and, Bucks in Milwaukee. Yeah. Like yeah, and and then the other thing was like that's to me that Nets game. Because I remember, like, I was, like, blindly betting the Clippers during the fourth quarter of that game. So I was just like, they're going to make a run. It's just going to happen. Yeah. But I didn't think they'd win it, so I didn't bet the money line or anything. But, like, I so I just – I think it was on during the same time as one of the football games. Uh, it might have been the conference championship weekend. But, like, I remember <laughs> – I just remember checking after, like – I was like, oh, it's been, like, 20 minutes. Let me check the score. And I was like, wait. Did these motherfuckers just not score for like six yeah. minutes? <laughs> I, it was, I think they closed on like a 20 0 run because the final score, the Clippers covered. It yeah, was like, like covered. the pregame line. I don't, I'm not really a huge betting guy, but the, you know, it was like a, a, what you'd expect, you know, Clippers minus nine and a half or something like that. And they cut, co- like, not only did they come back from like 21 down or whatever, they, they covered the spread. Yeah. The, uh, it was ridiculous. So to kind of go back to what we're, but like, is, so is that, is it fair to say though, that that Bucks yeah. game where it's like, and, and so I, I guess this is where I am a little, I don't know how to put this. Like to me, that's not a Vaughn decision, right? Like, yeah, that's, it's not, it's clearly not. Right. And so like, to me, I just, <clears throat> what I don't well, understand about that is if you're going to, if you're, if these guys were like, if you're going to have them sit the entire second half, which fine, then just have them sit the fucking game. Sit the whole like, game. The only one. Like they keep Mikhail's stupid streak going, so that mm. I think since he's come here, there's been like three or four games where he plays like the first quarter and then is done. There was one game he literally played. I think it was game eighty-two, and both teams like had nothing to play for, and he literally like started, committed a foul, and like he played like it was. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I want him to fucking sit games. Like I'm like, who cares? Like about your stupid streak. Uh, 
But the but what happened? But the thing everyone talks about that Bucks game because it made a lot of podcasters mad that that because te- like <laughs> like the Heat. I remember played the Knicks and Nets on a back to back. They were in New York, mm-hmm. and it was that. Um, that was the, the heat collapse in the fourth quarter, right? It was an MSG in like December. Yes. yes. And they played the Nets the next night and they did the same shit. They sat Jimmy, they sat Bam, they said nobody fucking played. And like that was like maybe four days before the Nets did the thing versus the Bucks. And it was the exact, but uh, I guess because they technically played the first few minutes and then had them sit, that's what made everybody so mad. But the thing nobody talks about that I think was really more important than the Bucks thing. And Brian Lewis talked about this. Uh, he's like the Nets. Uh, he's on the post, New York right? Post, New York Post guy. Yeah. No, he's, he doesn't get stuff. But basically, when the Camp Thomas quote unquote emergence happened this season, uh, they basically told Spencer Dinwiddie, like the coach, like that we want Mikhail and Camp Thomas to be like the on the ball creators and we want you to be like an off ball creator. And Spencer Dinwiddie was like, well, I'm better at creating offense than those guys so like fuck, <laughs> fuck this and we just like completely checked out like it was really astonishing to watch like how it was like fat suit hardened stuff so, so. it was like because because i remember like there was that i forgot who it, it was really like, good the first like 20 yeah. games of the season like that's why they had a hot start was like well, I, it, well it's like nets daily i think was the one that posted like his his stats during this period where he quit and he like cute like he quote tweeted and he's like i know you guys are mad at me but that's not what's happening but like it was really like just watching the games you could just tell like he was just not he just decided nope not yeah he was he was extremely checked out and I, I heard from a source that uh with and this is how you can tell you know vaughn's days were numbered or dinwiddie's or both that uh dinwiddie was actively making fun of vaughn to the other team while on the court <laughs> like he was talking shit about his own coach to the other team, <laughs> which That's feels like a bad sign. <laughs> um, do, so to, you talked about the hot start. Like what? I mean, what were they? It can't. I, I can't imagine it's all just vibes. Like there has to have been like, yeah. actual tangible things well, that were happening at the start of the year that are not happening anymore. Like. What what happened? Because I remember start at the start of the year they were I think maybe I was like, I was surprised. I, well, this, like what's been happening now is what I expected to happen. I, I but like surprised. it it was crazy because I think in like the first 15, 16, maybe even twenty games they were actually top ten in offense and defense. Yeah, they um, were thirteen and ten. Yeah, and, and they, like, so the like, offense was even better than the defense, which was what was so, so. Was it just like hot three point shooting, or was there yeah. more going on? It was definitely a lot of that. They were getting up more threes. But it, some of it was extremely hot shooting. Like I remember for the first like twenty games, Dorian Finney-Smith was like basically shooting prime Clay Thompson. It was like seven threes a game and like the forties in percentages. But um, it was more Dinwiddie on the ball, and he is their only. Like I, I know Dinwiddie's like a fun guy to dunk on, and like he's infuriating. But he's there. He was their only like semi-functional shot creator. Of like, okay, I can dribble past my defender, and I can draw a double team, and I can pass to an open shooter in the corner. Like they just don't have anybody else on the team who could do that. Uh, because they have one guy on the team who can pass and he won't shoot the ball. <laughs>